0: Good morning, beautiful people all around the world. This is your host, Rup, all the way from Australia. And welcome to the another episode of Operating from the Rands of Victory. Today, I want to talk about how to hear the voice of the Lord while you're struggling with the storm, while the whole hell is breaking out against you, how to stay content in faith, how to build your spiritual your physical strength in the middle of those drums. You know what fascinates me? I've been meditating on uh, the story of Paul um, in Book of Acts, And what fascinated me about him, his uh, content faith in God, his uttermost uh, uh, capacity to surrender to the Lord, he would just thank God, even... The situations are going against him. He went to the place, he went to the place where people have told me not to go. He was so much passionate about the work of God that he wanted to tell everybody what God had done in his life. <clears throat> now, Peter was a person who once was so lost that he was persecuting church. He was persecuting people, Um those who believed in God. And so he was pretty famous for that. Even when he gave his life to Jesus and he comes to the disciples, they didn't believe him because he was so bad. He, his, he was known for to be a terrible person, known to be a cruel person towards Christians. But when he encountered God on the way of Damascus, everything changed. Everything changed changed and he could see everything so clearly um so one thing i've learned from his story that he goes to a place where people have told prophesy for him that don't go, don't go. Even when he was leaving from Corinthians, they to- he told them, this would be the last time I'm seeing. So he knew what is coming out for him out there. But his passion led him to that place where so many people were lost. Even he's standing before the jury. He is declaring his faith. His focus is not that he's chained but his focus is on God. And then they decided, okay, we have to sail him to Italy. So while he's going to Italy in middle of the ocean, what happens, ship breaks down. And everyone is so terrified by the rising ocean. So here comes Paulus. And he said, you know what? Last night the angel of the Lord visited me. So he instructed them what to do. And he um, is encouraging them. And he was able to feed um I believe 170 or more people um, with a little bit of food. So what I'm seeing here, his focus is not on the storm. His focus is on God. He knew, although I am chained, although I'm a prisoner, but I know there is somebody out there. There is a man who died for me and he is fully capable of providing me. You know that song, Jaira? His provider, He is a Jaira. God is a Jaira, which means provider. He is fully capable and able to provide you in middle of your storm, in middle of your terrible situation when the sailing ship is broken down. He is still able to supply you, save you. So here Paulus is uh, giving us a beautiful, beautiful encouragement and is saying, you know what, although your marriage is failing, although your children are not listening to you, although your um, employer has um spoken to you in a bad manner and he's bullying you. you. You lost your job. You lost everything you loved and you trusted in. I want to encourage you. It's time to trust God. It's time to give Jaira a go. It's time to call upon your provider. Over the last few days, I have been grieved in my spirit. I don't know if I've ever mentioned I was born in India, North India. I'm a Punjabi. So I, I never actually liked any of the Punjabi music, but there was this guy, I really loved him. And his music was based on the normal day-to-day uh, things, you know, the frustration of a normal man, or <clears throat> it was, in a way it was inspiring, encouraging, that how you should not rely on other people, um, just rely on yourself, on your strength, that kind of music. He got shot. Now, I used to go to gym and so many times I would listen to his songs that uh, was quite uplifting and he would say, you know what, trust yourself. And I enjoyed the music and I never knew when he became my gym partner. It deeply, it cut me so deeper. And in, within that week, I received the news that there were another guy got shot in, in, in North India, like in a bright daylight. And then there was two women, mother and a daughter in a bright daylight. Someone murdered them. And then there was another guy who got killed. So in a week, I heard of six deaths. Six mothers, I never knew that place like this before. If you know anything about Punjab, it's always known to be very colorful, very happy, very beautiful, welcoming place. And all of a sudden, the spirit of fear invaded in my heart. And I was so scared. I was frustrated. I was grieving for the deaths of these innocent people. And I am seeing something. So terrible, and I wasn't ready for, I grieved, I could not function. And I'm questioning God, how can I pray for that nation where so many things are wrong? And I know the frustration is a normal reaction of our mind, our emotions, in natural. But when we have a God in life, He gives us a hope to overcome. He gives us the strength to overcome those emotions. I literally, in my prayer closet, lay down flat on my face and I struggled to pray for that nation. I struggled to pray. And I knew, I knew there are a lot of men and women struggling out there with their identity. But I'm like so scared for everyone's life, for the life of my uh, relatives, for the life of the remnant of my family. I was so scared. And all of a sudden, God reminded me from the book of Acts that what Paul was doing, he knew what was coming for him. He knew he will not be welcomed. He knew he would get persecuted. He knew they will press charges over him. The Jewish people were screaming at him, kill him, kill him, kill him. They made whole, they plotted whole um, scenario how they were going to kill him in the middle of the night but paul saw the favor of the god he never ever allowed those feeling the fear to take over but he remained content constant to his calling he remained faithful to the lord he remembered only one thing the face of the man who he encountered on the way of damascus he remembered his calling he remembered how much God loved him he remembered the price God paid for his freedom and he wanted to give this gift to everybody Bible talks about a parable it's a parable about a merchant who sells everything to buy one pearl and the the heaven The kingdom of heaven is like that. It's that precious. It will cost you every single thing. It will cost you your hope on materialistic thing. It will cost you your hope on other people. It will cost you so many things. But it's worth it. It's so worth it. So as I'm reading, I'm on my flat face and I'm praying and all of a sudden this the, the, the spirit of intercession falls on me like never before for that nation. And I begin to pray. And I'm praying and praying and digging my knees in prayer and saying, God, change that nation. God reminded me about Daniel. Daniel would open his window three times in a day. His, he would raise his hand. He would sit on his knees towards his nation, towards Israel. He would pray for the freedom, for the redemption. My dear brother and sisters, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you today. The weary people, those are persecuting you. We need to pray for them. We need to have that burning passion for them because they don't know who they are. They're lost. They waste their time running in a race, fighting a battle that does not belong to them. Enemy is a very clever, very clever thing. He knows how to distract people. During that one week, I was so distracted that I almost forgot my calling that I am here to lead the lost one to the Lord. I am here to love people. I am here to build His kingdom. I am here to build people. I am here to go after the lost sheep. I was so offended. And 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 that is so common that it's so easy that we we forget to see who we are in the blink of our and in arise, because when the mountain when enemy builds this mountain of lies in front of us in a brutal way, it's so easy to get distracted. But Paul learned something so valuable, so precious that he knew that God is never going to change. God is the God of his hope. God is the God of his salvation. He is fully capable of redeeming people. Now he's going to Italy and he's sailing to Italy and the ship breaks down and he fed people. So he is doing so many miracles and wonders. And at that time they all swim to the shore and they're they end up in an island. And when Snake comes and bites Paul, and everyone thinks, oh, this man, if he is so wrong, if he's guilty, he's going to die. He's surely going to die. But God had rather plan. Paul did not die. And then they said, oh, he surely is a man of God. God is able to lift your head uh, high among your enemies. You know, nobody knew David until he becomes a king. Nobody knew the battles he fought in the wilderness. Nobody knew the story behind killing lions and bears until he kills Goliath. Trusting God with little things is so important, you know. Paul was so humble, so Paul was so humble that he knew everything was working against him, but he still chose to love those people, the very people, those who were against him and they wanted him dead. In that island, he healed someone. In that island, he preached the gospel. Throughout his journey, his working for God. He is serving. He, he's, he's never ever distracted from his calling. He's fully aware of his identity. While standing before the jury, he says, I'm a Roman citizen. These are my rights. So remember your identity when you stand before the enemy. You should know who you are. You should know what your heavenly rights are. You should know what the power and authority that is being given to you through Jesus Christ and practice it. I... Overcame in a week. I I literally physically felt so tired and drained seeing those things. But the minute God reminded me my identity that you are a war weapon. You are built for such time as this. You're called for such time as this. Be the light. Be the house on the hill. There's so much darkness around. But I want you to be the house on that hill. That attracts the people, that attracts the lost ones, that attracts all those people. Those don't know where to go. People are trying to find joy in the things. Those are so horrible. Those are even so cringeworthy when you talk about them. Because they don't know their identity, the true joy. The Bible talks about joy comes from knowing the Lord. Joy comes from His presence. It it comes from God. When we learn to submit our desire to Him, David talks about Him. He said, God, I give you the right to direct my life. And when you give your Give Him the right to direct your life, then trust Him. Then do not try to steal a pen away from Him when He's writing a beautiful story about you. When He's trying to change the narration of your own built story to His masterpiece, do not try to steal that pen from God by disbelief, by not believing in Him. Stay content. Remember your calling, remember who you are, remember that you are called for such time as this. There's so much happening around the world. My heart grieved for America, those little innocent kids were killed and I heard this news that this father died because of the grief, that he couldn't couldn't bear the grief. There's so much wrong in this world. But we are called for such time as this. We are called to love people. We are called to go after those long lost ones. Am I talking to someone today? I just want to remind you that remember, doesn't matter what you're surrounded by. Just remember that God is working in your life that God is still the same God. God is able to part the Red Sea. He's still going before you as a pillar of fire at night and a pillar of cloud during the day. And it doesn't matter where you are sitting. Doesn't matter how enemies trying to steal away your job, your marriage, your children. God is still called Jaira. He's still a provider. He's still unchanging God. He said, I am capable of restoring your life. You only see this little snip that is in front of you. But I have seen behind the scene. I know what is happening behind the scene. I know what is the next chapter, how it's going to look like. I know because I'm writing. I'm changing the narration of your story. In that boat, Paul knew, Paul knew that God was in that boat with him. The angel of the Lord visited him there. The angel of the Lord visited him in a prison. He very well knew that God is unchanging God. He will save them. He will save these people. He will restore their lives. He will make a change. God, we all have a blueprint on our heart. We're all born with it, but you can only discover that when you believe in Jesus. It grieves the heart of God. When storms come and you choose not to trust on God, it grieves the heart of God. When problems are surrounding you and you choose not to trust God and you entertain fear that grieves the heart of God. One time God told me this thing. He said, Rube, when you don't trust God in middle of the storm, in middle of your problem, you've been brutal to the cross. I have mentioned it several times in my podcast and I feel the need to say this again. When you don't trust God in middle of your problems, in middle of the storm, in middle of your brokenness, you've been brutal to the cross. You're basically saying, God, the son, your only begotten son, who died on that cross, an innocent death without being a sinner. He died a death of a sinner. It worth nothing. It wasn't enough. You've been brutal to the cross. If you are entertaining the spirit of fear. In the middle of your problems. I just want to encourage you today. That God. Is your anchor in the storm. He's fully capable to deliver you. He's fully capable. To restore you, He is fully capable to love you. He is not dead, and that cross is the witness of His love for you. It cost God His only begotten Son to save you. So you are most expensive, and the most expensive thing need to be preserved. People, God the most expensive thing with their life. So God is guarding you with His life. God is guarding you like that. And He literally, He gave His only begotten Son for you. So you can be saved. I want to encourage you today. That doesn't matter if you're not seeing a breakthrough yet. But trust God that He is working on your story. He's changing the narration. He's giving you a fresh perspective. He's giving you the fresh perspective. I know it's hard. I know it's hard and it takes every muscle strength of your body to trust God. But as you practice more, as you start becoming humble before His presence, I was reading somewhere it talks about Paul that Paul would sit Paul would sit with his hand open and meditate on God's word and get connected with the Lord. People would think he is a beggar. He would become like a beggar. He was so humble, yet most intelligent person. He was well-educated, well-mannered. He knew the law, he knew everything. He had every reason to be prideful on his achievements. Yet he would sit with his hands open before the Lord that poor people would assume that he's a beggar. What a humility. That humbleness took him to the far, far places. He changed lives, he transformed people. His teachings are still to this day changing lives, transforming people. He carried God like his best friend with him. It appeared like he was best friend with God. The wisdom and the strength, everything he was leaning on him for, I, people sometimes say to me, oh, you talk too much about God. But I take no glory of anything that I have, anything that I know of my own. It's all belong to God. Every single piece of my life belongs to God. I'm still learning. But this, if you ever get a chance, read a book of Acts, read a story of Paul, it taught me so much humility. It taught me how to submit your heart to God when you don't see any change in natural. You're so connected with God that you're praising in the storm. You're praising, thank you God for this storm. I will see your power like never before. I will see a new testimony coming out of it. I will see your wonder work. I will see. The things that I've never seen. I see no failure. It's test. And God always work out best for us. We are warrior. We are built like this. We are built to fight. And Jesus won every single fight for us. He is your defender. He is your best friend. So, I want to encourage you that it doesn't matter what happened in your life, it doesn't matter if people are leaving you, it doesn't matter if your family is falling apart, God is able is able to restore. He's able to bring back what has been stolen from you. Remember that in that battlefield, when enemy is throwing accusation on you, remember your identity, remember the power and authority that God gave you through Jesus Christ and practice it. On this note, I would like to say you bye. And I will see you in the next episode of Operating from the Rands of Victory. Bye for now.